today on Transforming Lives. Last but not the least, not only do we have to uh, 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 remember the facts, not only do we have to consider the power, but last but not the least, we need to deliver the message. Say deliver, deliver. the message. Say it with me again. Say deliver, deliver. the message. Look at what Paul said to Timothy. He said, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bounds, but the word. Say, but the word. Say, but the word. Say, but the word of God. He said, the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect sake. Oh, Paul was saying to his son Timothy, he said the delivery of the message or the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom is so important that no matter the cost or no matter where God called you, you need to be faithful and deliver the message. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Paul was saying to Timothy, and he's saying to you, stand. Say stand. stand. In, in Ephesians chapter 6, when Paul was uh, sharing with the Ephesian Christian, Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand. Say stand. stand. He's saying, having done all to stand. Amen. You are in a war. The devil and all his legions of demons and evil spirits are trying to get you away from God. You see, the devil doesn't mind whether or not you say you love God. What he wants is that you don't serve God. Amen? Saying that I, I belong to God, it doesn't mean anything to the devil. Amen? In fact, the Bible says that the devil believes, but he trembles. So saying to the devil doesn't mean anything. You can come and you can say, but he wants your life to be ineffective. That nobody will look at you and say, yes, there is a child of God. He, he, he tries to stop you, deceive you, uses the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, the pride of life, uh, in order to squash you so that you can do what God wants you to do. But Paul challenged the Ephesians Christian. And he's challenging us. Stand, sister. Stand. Having done all, says stand, sister. Stand. Stand. That's why he said, stand up. Don't be afraid to stand. Because the Christian life, there is no retreat. The Christian life, victory is sure. Jesus is risen as our captain. He conquered the devil in hell. And he has given us the authority to march on. But you must stand. So stand. stand. That's what he said. Be empowered to stand. You are a soldier. 
Say it with me. Say, I'm a soldier. Say, I'm a soldier. Say, I'm a soldier. And as a soldier, you are to stand and to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? You are a soldier. Don't allow the things of God, uh, um, the things of the world, the things of the flesh, the, the deceitfulness of riches to pull you away from God. Jesus is resurrected. He's alive. And you are called by God to stay. To stay. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 37, above all things you are more than conquerors. You see, when you stand for God, you will win. You can't lose because God will make you win. Hello? I told you here once uh, a while ago, I said, God has already fixed the fight. You cannot lose. Amen? You cannot lose if you stand for God. Because the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will always overcome. Yes, the devil may be strong, but you have a stronger one living in the inside of you. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen? The greater one lives on the inside. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. As a believer, you need to know that your service to God and your work of, for God has to be uh, 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 something that you dedicate yourself to. You give it your all. Amen. You have to stand up. There may be persecution. There may be uh, um, hardship. But you need to stand. That's what Paul was saying to, 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 to Timothy. Don't be afraid of suffering for God. Stand up. Amen? Say so stand. The second thing he said, he said you also receive the power to, to, to fight. Look at what he said in, 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 in verse 5. He said anyone who competes in athletics, he is not crowned until he competes according to the rule. Or the King James Version says, if anyone also strives for mysteries, Yet he is not crowned except he strives lawfully. Say lawfully. In essence, what Paul was saying, remember you were talking to Timothy, stand up, right? But then he said, don't understand. Stand, but fight also. Standing is a, is a defensive uh, posture, means that I will not give ground. But fighting is to go against the enemy and take ground. Say amen. That's what Paul was saying. He said, any athlete, there is a race that we need to run. But any athlete who will win in their race will have to win according to the rules. Say according to the rules. That means there are, you will make yourself, you will, the, the athlete will prepare himself, but the athlete needs to know the rules that he has to be confined himself with. Amen? Because if you don't run according to the rules, you will lose. You get disqualified. Hello? I mean, we have seen a whole lot of people being disqualified because they did not act according to the rules. What are the rules of our race? This is our rules. Say hallelujah. God has put his rules about the Christian race in his word. And God wants us to follow the rules. So it's not so much that we are standing and being dedicated and being committed to, to winning, 
But we need to know the rules. We need to be obedient to God's word. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. It is not only the, the, the dedication, but it is the obedience. Wholehearted dedication to standing and fighting, but wholehearted obedience to God. That's what he said. He said you should stand. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, we find even in right now there is the the, 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 the marsh, we call it marsh madness. Okay, the, the college uh, um, championship uh, 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 tournament, um, the NCAA tournament. And right now, I think it's to the Elite Four or it's the Final Four? The Elite, the, the elite Eight. The Elite Eight. Amen. Um, or it's going to, sooner or later, it will be to the Final Four. Okay? But the, the, the key thing is that several colleges get into the tournament. And then they play each other and eliminate each other. That comes to 32. Then the player it comes to the Sweet 16. Then the player again it comes to the Elite Eight. Then the player they come to the Final Four. And then two and then one. But they have to play according to the rules. But not just according to the rules. You can know all the rules. If you can't play, you won't win. So not only the rules, but you have to be delegate, dedicated to committing yourself. Amen. And every year we have the, we, we we witness something that they call the the uh, 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 um, how they call it this, uh, what's the name that they gave? Oh, I can't. I, I, it just slipped my mind. But um, Cinderella. Okay, the team that that just come from way behind and just mess up the whole bracket. I mean, all of us playing our brackets and know who will win based on the whole year, and then somebody comes from way behind and just mess up things. <laughs> and as soon as, I mean, uh, one year we had a scenario that was Florida, who was a, the, the Florida gutter. They, they, they won, they were, they, were the, they were way back, but they came all the way in front. They won up. Hello? You have to know the rules and you have to be there. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, 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 uh, power to stand. Power to stand. Power to fight. Power to fight. And then power to serve. Power to serve. Amen. Amen. You see, in order to consider the power of the resurrection, you need to stand. Yes. You need to fight. Yes. But you need to serve. Yes. God did not call you for you to just take up space. God desired for you to serve. Paul said, my gospel. Say my gospel. He, he was saying, you have to be a partaker of this gospel. And in, in, in verse 6 of this passage in um, 2 Timothy, he said the hard-working farmer, okay, who sows, has to first partake of the harvest. Now, when you think about farmer, what Paul was liking, he was telling Timothy, he said the Christian is like a farmer. The believer is like a farmer. As a farmer, you have responsibility. Amen? Your responsibility is to sow seeds. Like I'm doing right now, I'm preaching the gospel, I'm sharing the gospel, but I'm sowing seeds into your heart and into your life. Amen? The farmer, the responsibility of the farmer is to cultivate the ground. Amen? And cultivating the ground is encouragement, ministry, having you come into a place where you can build relationships so that your heart 
is ready for the word of God. The anointing of God comes to prepare your heart. The Holy Spirit works on the inside of you to prepare the ground. As a farmer, when the, 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 the crops begin to come, he has to prune, make sure that it's not just spreading all around. He has to prune it in order to protect the crops so that the birds and the wild animals can destroy the crop or make sure that the crops, is not grow, that our crops are not growing all kinds of way. He prunes them. Amen. But you know about the farmer? Even though the farmer has to sow the seed, cultivate the ground, water the plants, prune the, the crops, the farmer cannot produce the harvest. Hello? The farmer has to trust God, who is the Lord of the harvest, to give the harvest. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So what Paul was saying to Timothy, God will give, their, your, make your life fruitful, but you have to do your part. You have to sow the seed. You have to cultivate the ground, your heart. You have to make sure that you water, get the word of God into your life. You have to make sure that you prune those things that are, 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 are disturbing, those sin and those, those weights that are besetting you. You need to put them away. You need to make sure, but then you need to walk in faith, believing that God will do in you that which he wants to do. You have to be faithful as a servant. Amen? For this gospel to go out, for people to know about the resurrected Lord, for people to know that Jesus is alive, you have to do your part. Jesus can't do it. You have to do it. He will not sow the seed for you. You have to sow the seed. He will not cultivate the ground for you. You have to cultivate the ground. He will not water the plant for you. You have to water the plant. He will not prune the plant for you. You have to prune the plant. But the harvest comes when you believe that he is the Lord of the harvest. You can produce the harvest, but you have to trust him as the Lord of the harvest to produce the harvest. Amen. Your life and the fruitfulness of your life is dependent on the harvest that God will show. But you have to get ready for the harvest. You know how sometimes uh, you, 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 you find people get into the harvest and the, the crops just pour? Because the people who wanted the harvest were not ready for the harvest. Or were not able to uh, 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 make sure that they harvest the crops readily. Amen? God wants to give you the harvest, but you have to get ready. Say get ready. Say to your neighbor, say get ready. Say to your neighbor, say get ready. Say get ready for the harvest. The harvest is coming. God wants you to be faithful. Ready for the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. You have to be faithful. Doing your part. It's a, 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 a partnership. God working with his sons and daughters. Amen. It's called Jehovah and sons. God is working to bring men to the kingdom of God. He's working with his sons. Last but not the least. Not only do we have to uh, 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 remember the facts. Not only do we have to consider the power. 
But last but not the least, we need to deliver the message. Say deliver, deliver. the message. Say it with me again. Say deliver, deliver. the message. Deliver. Look at what Paul said to Timothy. He said, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bounds, but the word. Say, but the word. Say, but the word. Say, but the word of God. He said, the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake. Oh, Paul was saying to his son Timothy, he said the delivery of the message or the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom is so important that no matter the cost or no matter where God called you, you need to be faithful and deliver the message. He said, he said, he said I was considered an evildoer because I was bringing life to people. There were persecution. People tried to kill me. People tried to stop me. People tried to prevent that which God wanted to do in my life. But I knew that the word of God is not bound. I know that the word of God is not bound. Amen? No matter what is happening, he said, no. The word of God is not bound. He said, I suffer per persecution. I was called an evildoer. Uh, have you been called all kinds of names because you're serving Jesus? Have you been put uh, uh, aside, being downplayed, being pushed aside, being uh, uh, discounted because you call on the name of Jesus? Don't be surprised. You're in good company. You're in a good a company with Jesus himself. He was dismissed. His, his, his relatives and the, and the people of his town are uh, dismissing because they were familiar with him. The scribes and the Pharisees rejected him because they were familiar with him. But Jesus knew that the word of God is now bound. God gave him a purpose and he came to fulfill that purpose. The Bible says he came, he preached, he uh, um, uh, um, uh, led, healed, ministered, he died on the cross. God raised him from the dead. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Paul was saying to Timothy, and he is saying to us, no matter the cost. No matter the cost. The question to you is what cost are you willing to pay? Hello? In our society now, or in around the world, there are believers who have been killed for this gospel. All through history, people were killed for this gospel. What cost are you willing to pay? Lose a meal to fast a day? Uh, 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 lose some sleep in order to visit somebody? Lose uh, uh, um, time? and energy in order to reach out or share the gospel to people who don't know, what cost are you willing to pay? Paul said to Timothy, no matter the cost, you should be willing to pay. I, I heard a, 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 a story of Bill Bright. 
was crucified for Christ. Um, so it's said when he got born again, he um, read the scripture and he recognized that God wanted his complete uh, um, obedience. And so he got a piece of paper and he wrote his name on it and he signed it. And he said to God, God, I am committed to you for the rest of my life. And there was a man who God used mightily to impact thousands and thousands and thousands, if not millions, of young people for the gospel through campus music, uh, uh, ministry, reaching out to ministry on the campuses, university campuses, to share the gospel with people. Why? He decided that he belonged to God and he signed his name. No matter the cost. So no matter the cost. So no matter the cost. What cost are you willing to pay? For Paul, when Paul was talking about it, talking to, to uh, uh, um, Timothy, he was in prison. He was getting ready. They were, they were getting ready to kill him. He was beheaded. He was in prison when he was telling Timothy. In, in chapter 6, he, he told Timothy, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I'm not ready. Will you be able to say that when you come to the end of your life? You are finished. That means everything God gave you to do, you did it. And you did it in style. Paul said, no matter the cost. Remember, I was sharing one of Paul's testimony in Acts chapter 9, when God spoke to Ananias and said to him, go to the street called straight and, and pray on them. And then the Bible says, the jailer said to them, men, what must I do to be saved? You know, my, 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 my theory is that God needed Paul and Silas in prison in order to share the gospel. He didn't put them there, but he needed them in order to share with that jailer so that he could be saved. Hello? God would go to great lengths to get one person saved. One family saved. Are you going to be the vessel that will take that message to that person? You have to deliver the message. No matter the course, you have to deliver the message. The gospel of the kingdom is that Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus rose from the dead. So that salvation can be preached to all people. So that by forgiveness of sins and repentance, they can come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen? If you don't know him, you can embrace him today. You can experience life. This resurrected life you can experience. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. We share with you that we need to remember the facts. We share with you that we need to consider the power. We share with you that you need to deliver the message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, 
If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website, at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm-hmm.